the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. <laughs> Clint, how are you? I'm good. Today's episode in no way reflects that of the department that my husband works for, nor does it reflect, nor does it reflect any sort of bias. This is simply public information that you yourself can go and retrieve should you choose to do so. Now, in saying that, Today, I want to talk about the L.A. mayor who is removing obstacles for police recruitments. And we're giggling because (laughs) Clint and I were laughing before we started the record button, so I apologize for that. And the headline here, I'm going to link it down below, is L.A. mayor wants to remove obstacles for police recruits. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why? (laughs) That's the first I've heard of this. Now... Clint, it was funny because I had told you that Mayor Karen Bass from L.A. And you're like, wait a second, we have a new mayor in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was still Garcetti. Yeah. So nobody apparently even knew that she had won the election. But we do. We have a mayor, Karen Bass, now in Los Angeles who is doing the furthest from a great job here at the onset of things. And what it says here in this article is that the LA, she wants the LAPD to find a third party to identify the obstacles for entry recruits who have failed to qualify for training. Now, let me put that in realistic terms. People who have not met the current standards to become LAPD, now she wants to allow them to lower the bar so that we could now take those failed subjects. It reminds me of, what was that uh, What was that police officer who got fired from being a police officer Dor- Dorner? Dorner, yeah. So what she wants is she wants more Dorners to be current active law enforcement, right? These failed people in society. And not that they're all failed people in society, but people who don't meet the marks, people who are not qualified. She now wants to find ways to make them qualified. This says, according to an internal city document obtained by Dan Abrams Live, the mayor wants a third party to include recommendations for removing these obstacles. Watch, wait for this one. Especially for ethnic groups that are disproportionately left out of the officer training. Now, unfortunately, we live quite close to Los Angeles. I will tell you from living in this whole LA area of Southern California my entire life, the only minority in ever, and this is my thoughts and opinions, not that of my husband's, the only minority in every single police department that I have ever seen is that of white individuals. We live so close to the Mexican border that it just so happens that most of the people here are some type of subset of Mexican descent. It blows my mind that somebody who would try to say on here that these particular individuals are being left out in some way. You know, and... I'm I'm thinking about it when going back to when I was recruited, when I went through the process and, you know, even in the academy, we had, there's a requirement. You have to jump a six foot wall. You have to jump a six foot chain link fence and you had to run the obstacle course. And it's not the fact that you can or can't do it. It's, it's the purpose of, okay, say you, you did it the first time and you, you couldn't pass it. Do you know what you do? In that meantime, 
as you're leading up to your next testing cycle, like you practice it, you go, you work out, you lose weight, you, you get to a point to where you're able to scale that wall. If you're not able to, because what it comes down to, it's not that it's just, if you can scale this wall, it's going to make you a good or bad cop. It comes down to is you're out in the field and this guy who's armed and just shot another officer and you're giving chase to him, starts jumping walls. What are you going to do? You're going to say, hey, no, I didn't have to pass this test. So um, go ahead and keep running. We'll figure out a different way to catch you. Yeah. And now what this mayor is saying is that she wants to give badge trophies for participation. I don't know any. <laughs> you're laughing because that was a good one, huh? <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. <laughs> I don't know any existing police officer in particular, in L.A. County, where it is incredibly volatile, I don't know any existing officer who would want a participation officer to be their partner. I, I just don't understand why they even had to bring race or ethnicity into anything of this association. It has nothing to do with race, sex, anything. Like, it's can you jump the fucking wall or can't you? Like, if you can't, work at it. Like, with anything in life, work at it you will succeed. Like there's, there's, if you're injured and you're not able to do that, well, how's that going to affect you in the long run when you're out actually out in the field doing this job? Like there's so many more factors to look at and like leaving the whole, the biases aside, like that should not even be a factor in it. It's whether you can jump the fucking wall or not. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking about all the times I've gone out on ride-alongs at your department and how there's some teeny, teeny, tiny little officers. And I'm thinking about the comparison of somebody that you might have a mental bias based on their stature compared to who she's going to want to bring in based on their color. And it's crazy to me. I I was listening to a TED Talk last night, and I know we've talked about the 10,000-hour rule and how essentially you would need... 10,000 hours in order to become a master at any one particular thing. And just to give you some context, 10,000 hours, that's like working a full-time job for five years. So doing that one particular thing for five years nonstop, 40 hours a week. And this gentleman actually did additional research. He, he had a baby and he came to this point one night where the baby wouldn't stop crying. And he said, I'm never going to be able to learn anything new in my life ever again. And he wanted to prove himself wrong. And of course, he read, read the books, right? He learned the 10,000-hour rule. But he started to think, like, what if I don't want to master something, but I want to be proficient and good at something? So the more that he learned, the more that he studied, the information he gathered actually showed that it only takes 20 hours to get really good at something. 20 hours to get really, really good to be able to do the thing that you want to do. If you want to learn how to code something so that you could, I don't know, bypass some of the stupid restrictions that Facebook has, for example, you spend 20 diligent hours. And when I say 20 diligent hours, I mean no cell phone, no television on, no distractions. And you'll learn how to do that thing. Now, if you were to take that recruit who has already failed, right? They failed the current standards. What if you had them take 20 hours to become proficient on the things that they lacked. But instead, she wants to alter the rules and then make recruitment a lot easier. And all that that is going to do is increase liability for the current officers. 
And in addition to that, it will increase liability for that in particular individual who isn't up to par with being able to do the job. Well, it's not going to, it's the safety question in general. And, and I, I know officers that have made, made it through the process and, and they're like, I don't know if they really should be here or not, but they're doing the job. They're they're They set the scale of good officers and bad officers. So they're like that, that bar, that low bar that you set. And it's, it's something that we all recognize and, and, liability wise, like going further on that, like it's going to cost the city way more money to hire them because they're going to be the ones who create the problems in the long run. Yeah. In addition to that, when you're working as an FTO, typically departments will pay you more. Now, I don't know any good FTO who would let low bars, low barers like that (laughs) pass their even first phase of FTO. Well, and, and this is something that they've proven. And luckily, my department's very, they've, they've, they haven't allowed that for, for a short time in the past. They were They're just like, no, just get people through. We need numbers. We need numbers, like push people through. But that, and that was a long time ago. Now they're like, no, if they're, they're not qualified to do the job, like, we're not going to continue them where other agencies it gets into that same mindset. We need numbers. We need numbers because it, it's all politics and it's nothing to do with actual safety or benefiting the community. Yeah. So I'm really curious to know what the current standards are for the police department that you work for or the one that you live around. So if you're not already in our police, fire, military and families, Facebook group, please join us. And as always know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours. <laughs>